being persistent in prayer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God for men who have prayed for me and for women who have prayed for me. Hallelujah. I would not be here tonight if it wasn't for somebody being persistent in prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, we can sit and we can talk about, amen, how blessed we are that Christ Family Church survived being two years without a home and how a lot of places would have folded up long before that. But I'm going to tell you why. Hallelujah. Long before the fire came, amen, when Sister Hale, hallelujah, the former mother of that church, they lived in the house next door would come over her and brother hell uh, would walk the pews and lay hands on every pew uh, hallelujah and I, when I got up to preach uh, I could feel the fire of the Holy Ghost uh, because I knew she was praying uh, and calling out my name hallelujah glory to God amen hallelujah thank God for people uh, who will not only pray uh, but be persistent in their prayers glory to God Hallelujah. I'm going to take you first of all to Matthew chapter 15. And we're going to read verses 21 through 28. Amen. For an opening text tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Matthew 15, 21 through 28. Glory to God. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her, Not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, she, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Oh, I love this statement. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Hallelujah. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very Hour. Let's pray. Mighty God and Father, I come to you tonight. I thank you, God, for your blessings. I thank you, God, for how you met with us on this morning, God, and tonight. But now I'm calling for your presence as we enter into your word. There's somebody that you want to speak to tonight. There's a need that needs to be met tonight. And I'm asking you, God, to first of all enable me, amen, to be the messenger that I should be. And then secondly, enable the people, Lord. Amen. To open their ears that they may hear and then they be doers of the word. In the Jesus name we ask and pray. Let the church say amen. amen and amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've already told you the thought for tonight being persistent. Amen. In prayer. Being persistent in prayer. Uh, I want to talk to you tonight. Just a little about the rewards of never giving up on God. You know, He's never given up on you. Hallelujah. Why should you give up on Him? Our text is about a, a persistent woman and her seemingly 
disinterest God. It seemed seemingly like God was disinterested in this woman. It was also about a mother who would not take no for an answer. You see, she was not there for her. She was there for a daughter. Amen. A daughter that was demon-possessed. A daughter that was wrapped up, amen, in the devil. And the devil wrapped up in her. And she come to the Lord seeking something for deliverance for this daughter. Amen. But it seems like she was coming against her closed doors. Amen. But this mother would not take no for an answer. Many of us are too quick. Listen to me now. Many of us are too quick to throw in the towel and give up on God. Come on somebody. When we do that, we are doing exactly what the devil wants us to do. We are, we are to persevere and trust God to do the impossible. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen? Glory to God. I'm feeling the Spirit of the Lord right now. The woman in the text, she was a Canaanite woman, which meant she was a Gentile. Amen. Now that was important back in those days. She came from a race that was cursed by God because they were idol worshipers. Amen. Scripture does not tell us, but we have to assume that her idol gods were unable to answer her prayers or heal her daughter. Amen. Because she didn't know nothing about God before this time. Amen. She had been up in idol worship. Although the disciples, they was not concerned. They wanted a woman to leave, but she wouldn't go away. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I'm getting to something here now. Amen. She wouldn't go until she heard from the Lord. She wouldn't go until she heard from the Lord. I, I, God told me to tell somebody here tonight, there's been some of you too quick to give up. Amen. You got a need in your life. Amen. And you'll pray a little prayer. Maybe spend three or four minutes in prayer. Amen. Because you don't hear from nothing right then. You're ready to hang it up. Throw in the towel. But that Canaanite woman, a woman who was not in God. Amen. She was in the idol worship. Amen. From a group of people that God didn't even have a relationship. Amen at that time But she would not take no for an answer I'm telling somebody here tonight Lord God you need to call out to God When you got a need And you need to stay calling out to Him Until the heavens come back with an answer Give Him praise Glory Hallelujah Amen she wouldn't get no respect from nobody, it seemed like the disciples. Not even appeared to be from, uh, from the Lord. But the Lord did speak. And when he spoke, his words was not comforting at all because he had said he was only sent to the house of Israel. This means the blessings of God was only reserved for his chosen people. Church, oft times, you and I give up praying to God when it appears that He is not listening or doesn't care. I wonder if there might be some here tonight who have felt rejected like this woman did. Perhaps you are saying, 
I have such a great need and earnestly prayed for the Lord so many times. Hallelujah. But he does not want to hear from me. Perhaps maybe I'm just not good enough or perhaps I do not have what it takes or I'm not as righteous as some other people. You might be writing some of those things. Hallelujah. But don't be too quick to throw in the towel and give up because the devil would love for you to walk away defeated. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Just like there was a happy ending to this story, that can be a happy ending to your story as well. If you refuse to give up, glory to God, when you've got a need, hallelujah, you pray and pray and pray. Hallelujah. I told you a while ago, amen, that this can be a little controversial because I've heard quite a few people of late make statements. Say, well, I go to God and I pray and I walk away and I forget it and I don't, I, I don't, I don't have it anymore. Well, supposedly that's supposed to demonstrate some faith or something. But it's not the principle that the Bible tells. And it's why some people are not hearing from heaven because they are not being persistent in prayer. Hallelujah, church. Don't give up on God. There are many who come to Jesus with a need and ask in prayer once, twice, or even three times. But when God appears to be silent, they give up. It's easy to get discouraged and to lose hope, somebody. The enemy would love to remind you over and over again about your past sins, about your unworthiness. Amen. Suggestion that God does not care for you anymore. Hallelujah. But nothing... Look at your neighbor and say, nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. He does love and care for all his children. But, and there will be times, amen, that God will test your faith and your resolve. Hallelujah. There's going to be times the Lord is just going to see, amen, how much patience you're going to have. There's going to be times... He's going to test your resolve. And if we are not persistent in prayer, we will miss out on many of the blessings which we could receive but did not receive because we gave up too soon. Sister Susie came to me this morning and she reminded me of a a bulletin board we had in the back of our old church. And the theme at that time was praying them into the light. We had a picture of a lighthouse and the light shining. And I told people, and God led me to do this. This was something God spoke in my heart. And he, uh, I said, I want everybody to bring a picture of a loved one, a family member who don't know the Lord, backslid or never come to the Lord. And we filled that board up with people's pictures. And we began to pray and seek God in that old little building on Meridian Street. Hallelujah. Amen. And guess what? One by one, those people begin to come in. Amen. 
There sits two right over there. Before they even come back, amen, from Oklahoma, their picture was up on that board. People were praying, hallelujah. Amen, we can name one after the other, hallelujah. Glory to God, and she was telling me about that. And we some, we would pray sometime for weeks upon weeks, and it didn't seem like, amen, nothing was happening, but we stayed persistent. Sometimes when we had our, our, our first of the month monthly prayer, people would go back there and lay hands on the board. Hallelujah, glory to God, because we stayed persistent. Hallelujah, I don't remember exactly, but around 95% of the pictures on that board, amen, we saw deliverance before the fire come and burn it and destroyed it. We got to be persistent in our prayers. Amen. And that's what Sister Susie was talking about a while ago when she had felt that getting up a similar board and uh, not exactly like what we did there, but she wants to put one up in the fellowship hall and, and start getting some names up there. And I say, we done seen it work once before, and I'm ready to try it again. Hallelujah. Because we're down to the closing end of days. And I, I want to see as many people in the church, amen, as I can. What about you? I, I want to see as many people saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I'm ready to baptize. Hey, you know, well, the first year we started off with a bang. We baptized about 23 people in this baptism through the first year. Amen. The water's still there. We just need to get some people. Hallelujah. And it's got to have some persistent prayer to see that happen. You see... There's a couple things I want to share with you and talk about tonight about this. And I really want you to get this in your spirit. Amen. I, I, and I pray that God will, will, will show you how important this is. The first thing I want to talk about is persistent prayer can move God. Persistent prayer can move God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that by going to Luke chapter 18. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. And as he puts it on the screen, Luke 18, 1 through 8. Then Jesus told the disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Now, the regular King James says don't faint. That word don't faint don't mean pass out. But it means don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Don't quit. Now... This is what I was telling you a while ago. Sometimes one little prayer won't get the job done. Sometimes one three-minute prayer won't get the job done. Then Jesus told his disciples, this came from Jesus himself, a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said a certain town, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about what people thought. Go ahead. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against mine adversaries. For some time, amen, he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God and I, um, or, or care what people think, 
Glory to God. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so she won't eventually come and attack me. He said, i got to do something about this woman. She is worried me to death. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. And the Lord said, listen to the unjust judge. Now, Jesus called this man an unjust judge. He said, hallelujah. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cried to him? Just one time, is that what he said? Hallelujah. One five-minute prayer. He said, call out to him day and night. Will he keep putting them off? Go ahead. Hallelujah. I tell you, he, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Jesus has given a principle of prayer right here. Amen. That we should stay persistent. Not just give up. Not just quit. Hallelujah. If we don't see it today, if we don't see it tomorrow, keep knocking on the doors of heaven that somebody answers. Hallelujah. Lord, how many, how many times have people given up while standing on the very verge of a miracle? Hallelujah. Think about that. How many times have people walked away and quit? They didn't know it, but around the curve was the answer to their prayer. Now, if God gives you a definite no... That's one thing. When you pray about something, sometimes God just speaks up and gives you a a definitive no. That's one thing. But if you just give up or give in because of a weakened faith on your part and say within yourself, well, I just will to give up because it will never happen anyway, that's entirely a different matter. Sometimes God will wait on an answer as a test for your faith. Apostle Paul had a situation. He had what the Bible calls a thorn in the flesh. The Bible said he went to God three times asking God to remove that physical infirmity. But then the Lord answered him. And said, my grace is sufficient. There are times that you go to God for something. And he'll directly tell you no. I mean, you won't have a doubt in your mind that God says no. Hallelujah. If you get that definitive no, then you should accept the will of God. Hallelujah. But it's a totally different story If I pray, and because I don't see it happen the way I think it should happen, or as soon as I think it should happen, and my faith gets weak inside me, so, well, I'm wasting my time praying. It ain't going to happen anyway. If if God ain't going to answer that prayer, if he is going to answer it, he had already answered. That's not faith. And that's a different story. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. That is a totally different story. Hallelujah. God will test our faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anybody hearing what I'm saying tonight? God is calling upon the church willing to pray. 
in this hour that we're living in, with everything falling to pieces, and we're seeing we're seeing the Bible prophecy being fulfilled every day now. Hallelujah. There's got to be a church persistent in prayer. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the secret. Somebody at the fellowship meeting last night talked about the secret of hell. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a secret here. And I want you to carry this to the bank because this is the truth. Brokenness moves God. Brokenness moves God. It could be one of the reasons why you're having difficulties and God moving for you is because you're not humble enough. You're going to heady and high-minded, proud-like. But you know what? I'm, 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 I'm getting I'm, I'm getting to close and wind this up. I'm not going to hold you too long tonight. But I'm, I'm going to show you a scripture and give you a biblical example of how God had already made a decision to go one way. But because a man became broken before God and he just fell down before God and humbled himself, God reversed the decision that he made. Hallelujah. I'm going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 38. And I'm going to read the first five verses. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Now let me ask you a question. Is God a liar? God's no liar. If he says something, it's so, right? He respected Hezekiah enough because Hezekiah had been a good king in the midst of a whole lot of other bad ones that they had had. That God wanted to let Hezekiah know in times of, look, your time's about up. And I'm giving you some time to set your house in order, to get everything straight. Everybody don't have that opportunity. Hallelujah. There's going to be somebody somewhere tonight that's going to go out and meet God in eternity. Amen. In a car wreck somewhere before the sun goes up. Amen. It's going to hit them so hard and so fast they won't have time to say, God, forgive me. Could be me, could be you. But he he went to Hezekiah, sent the prophet. He said, "You're going to die and not live. Set your house in order. You're sick unto death." Uh, then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, "Remember now, O Lord." I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. Sister Darling was testifying about being faithful. Hallelujah. And being loyal to God. 
I guarantee you there's going to be a day coming in your life, in, in your future somewhere, that you're going to wish, amen, you've been faithful to God. There's going to become a day in your life, hallelujah, that you're either going to be glad you've been faithful or you're going to wish, oh God, how I wish I'd been more faithful, more faithful in prayer, more faithful, amen, in God's house, more faithful in supporting the pastor and the church, amen, and the work of God and the, and the missions, amen, in feeding the children. I wish I'd been more faithful. But Hezekiah, he said, Lord, I just want you to remember. Check this out, Lord. Won't you remember how I've walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight? And Hezekiah wept bitterly. This man became broken before God. Hallelujah. God has sent a prophet his way. Said you're going to die. God don't lie. He don't play games. Hallelujah. Amen. God meant what he told the prophet to tell Hezekiah. But Hezekiah began to pray. I want to tell you he prayed persistently. Hallelujah. He became broken. He began to weep bitterly. He began to pour out himself before God. Hallelujah. Amen. He be, I, I can just imagine. Have you ever had a travailing prayer? Amen. I know what a travailing prayer is. When you begin to travail in prayer and you lay it before God, it don't come from here, but it comes out deep in here. Oh, my Hallelujah. Amen. Becoming broken. And don't mind if you weep a little bit and cry a little bit and become prostrate in the presence of Almighty God. He wept bitterly. Continue. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Hallelujah. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. I'm telling you, folks, when we pray earnestly before God, when we pray persistently before God, and we become broken before God, our brokenness will move God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If I stop and think about it, hallelujah. Amen. There have been times, amen, that somebody backslid. Amen. God was fed up with them. And he was fixing to take them out. But yet the Holy Ghost woke up. Amen. A woman or a man. Amen. 2,000 miles away at a particular time of the night. And said, get up and pray for so and so. Oh, God. God's done that for you and you know it. We was in service on Wednesday night seven or eight years ago. And back in those days, we was having better church on Wednesday night. Any other time, we had people filled with the Holy Ghost coming to God, being healed. 
powerful services. We was in service one Wednesday night. The Holy Ghost began to speak. God gave me a word. We needed to pray for our son. I stopped the church. I said, we need to pray for Ronnie. He's truck driving and he's on the road somewhere. We feel like praying for him. The church prayed. Next day, my wife called him, talked to him, asked him how things went the night before around such and such time. And he said, well, and God does move in mysterious ways. He said, I was driving along up in East Tennessee, not too far from Knoxville. He said, about that time, I had the strongest urge to pull off the interstate and get me an ice cream cone. <laughs> he said, I had never done that before. It's something, and he still don't do it. When he, when he pulls out of that uh, uh, lot over there for Conway, he's got one thing in mind, getting where he's going and getting back. He don't, he don't stop for nothing. But he had that desire, never had it before. That was at the time we was praying. And when he got back on the road, got in the truck and got back on the road, he, did, he didn't go five miles that they was getting traffic off the interstate, routing around because a couple tractor trailers was involved in a serious accident. And he said, you know, Mama, if I hadn't pulled over, I'd have been in one of those trucks. Hallelujah. These unbelievers today, hallelujah, they come along a little bit too late to tell me this thing ain't real and it don't work. I'm not in this for, ain't that a show tonight? I've been living all my life and I know God is real. His spirit is real. And I know if his people call out to him persistently, you pray for that lost son. Pray for that lost child. Glory to God, you pray persistently. God will move if you will prove Because Hezekiah wept and became broken before God. He stopped the prophet before the prophet even got back home. He said, whoop, 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 whoop. Turn around. Go back. You tell Hezekiah, I've heard his prayer. I've seen his tears. I'm going to grant him 15 more years. That's the God I serve. That's the God will move and work for you if you stay persistent in your prayers. There's nothing more important, amen, than a child of God on their knees. I promise you, Every time a child of God gets on their knees and begin to call out God on God in prayer, the demons in hell begin to shiver, shiver and shake. Hallelujah. The, I, I, 
the devil, I, there's nothing I can do personally on my own to scare the devil into nothing. Hallelujah. Oh, but when I get alone in my secret place, when I get in my closet, amen, when it's nobody but me and the Holy Ghost, and I, and let me tell you something, something that a lot of people don't know what the meaning of it is, but I got some, a few people here that I know you're going to know what I'm talking about. Glory to God, there are still times that I I get along with just me and my God and I pray through. Anybody remember that terminology? Hallelujah. Oh, some of you ain't prayed through in 10 years. Lord. What? I, every once in a while somebody says, what do you mean by praying through? I mean you pray until you can't pray in English no longer. Amen. You begin to pray in tongues. The Holy Ghost comes over. You pray through to a powerhouse. Glory to God. That the devils in hell will run and hide from. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Being persistent in prayer. We need to be more persistent. We need to call out. Don't don't give up. Don't give up on that child. Don't give up on that son and daughter. Hallelujah. Pray. Pray. Hey, if my prayers don't do nothing else but keep my loved ones protected from death until they do get right, I'm going to pray. Amen. Brother Paul, Sister Edna, if y'all's prayers don't do nothing but keep y'all's Boys alive until they do come in. That's enough to keep you praying. Hey, I course of a song my lord my lord I don't know much I don't claim to know much I don't claim to know much at all brother Travis talking about my old smoked up bible that went through the far of Oregon street marked up inside and, and out And the more I read it, the more I realize how little I know about it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I know, I know one thing. If you stay faithful to God, He'll stay faithful to you. Hallelujah. He'll grant you His grace when you need it. He'll grant you His mercy when you need it. Hallelujah. If anybody wants to come for prayer tonight...
The altars are open while they while they sing.